Yeah, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show, LE2B. I'm Tom McCaffrey. Before we start, please subscribe, join our Patreon for bonus content, and uh, stay safe out there. <laughs> um, I'm here with uh, Eric B. and uh, returning guest, uh, one of our favorites, Tyler Tice. How are Hello. you? Greetings. He's a screenwriter. By the way, you heard, you, yeah, before, you heard the music coming through there, right? I Tyler, did you? You did? did? Yes. Okay. 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 Yes. Okay. Per- perfect. Um, so redo it. Redo the intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to do, uh, you know, Halloween's coming up this October. And um, so we're going to do a special thing where. Schlocktober. Uh, yeah, Schlocktober. <laughs> and um, we're going to do a thing where we're going to go over our favorite comedy horror movies of all time. So. We each made a list, and uh, we're going to go through and, them and talk about what we like about them and or don't like about them. What there, there's, it's a fine line with we'll horror give, comedy. We got to give tar, we we got to give Tyler a better intro because I cut it off. Uh, okay, well, Ty, he, he's been on the show before. He's a screenwriter. He you know he wrote the movie The Day Shift on Netflix. Check it out with Jamie Fox and um, Snoop Dogg and uh, Jam, uh, Dave Franco. Dave Franco, yeah, the Keep good watching Franco. It. <laughs> the non-rapey Franco, right? Oh wow, <laughs> he must be—he must be so um, shocked that he's become like the top Franco in the family. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's the one that like sold out his own brother. He's like, I'll—I'll I'll take over this. Probably because if you yeah. told James Franco ten years ago, like, oh, Dave's going to be the one—the <laughs> guy from Scrubs—is going to take yeah. over you. Was is, he? Is on that Scrubs? His na- he was. There was like a, a ninth season of Scrubs, or something right. with a whole new cast and. He was on there. So is he? Does he was it, actually is that in the the new Fright Night too, which I watched recently, the remake, and he was in the the Fright Night remake too. Uh, is is his name the non rapey Franco? That's what you called him. Is that? I, I don't know. I saw I saw someone on Twitter say that. So <laughs> name, I, have no, I I like James Franco. I don't I don't I don't. His know, name is not James Franco. <laughs> um, was there something? Not before we get in. Was, was there someone who just recently? Oh, oh, Kanye West. Have you been following that at all? This is just really quick. I guess he said some things about the Jews on Twitter hmm. recently. Yeah. Um, what? So what's going on with him? Are you a? He's just. It, it's. We. I've never seen someone melt down like this in public. I mean, I guess I have, but like Charlie Sheen was the one of the last. Britney ones. Spears. I kind of. I kind of feel like fits into that. I really mold. love it when it happens. It's so amazing to watch because he was so huge and beloved. And it's just, I, what is he doing? Yeah. Like he's I think no, he just but lost I, his mind. I, yeah, I, it's it's a manic yeah. episode. That's what it has to be. He he was on Tucker Carlson recently. Yeah, yeah. And he was. Uh, I, I have want to hear a clip of him. Talking? I watched yeah. part of the interview. Yeah, it's but but he. I'll play a clip. Here it goes. Love. Wow, he sounds. <laughs> yeah, Could you... like himself. Definitely <laughs> sounds a little. Um, that's a, that's another thing that's annoying about you know when they talk about Hitler, like people are like, well, he was just such a great public speaker. He really lured people in, and I don't. I just feel like if I lived then and I heard that, I would just be like, I don't. This guy is crazy. <laughs> like Hitler doesn't seem like someone that I would have been like, wow, this guy really has a command of uh, this, of speech. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. that's just kind of like a, uh, it, I don't agree with what he's saying, but the way he's saying it is kind of kind of blowing me in. Right. He really. Yeah. There people, the public speakers back then must have just been terrible. He just sounds <laughs> it, it hasn't aged well. well but he's anyway. just fucking yelling, Hitler. It doesn't seem like it's so great. It's I in mean, German, though. I think if you say anything in German, it kind of comes off that way. That's true. It's not one of the romance languages. Yeah, exactly. What's odd is he's actually saying, um, I just bought a puppy and it's cute. <laughs> and here it is. Um, <laughs> Here's my puppy. He's saying past the salt. If you watch the video, you see he's very animated. So he's really selling it. So I don't know if the, the audio is doing it justice. Yeah. You have to, yeah, you have to put the face with the voice. Um <laughs> All right, so from Hitler to horror comedy horror movies. Um, so do you want to uh, do you want to start us off, Tyler, with your um, first of all? This is this obviously this is a genre you really like. Obviously, yeah, it's, it's my favorite. And you know what the thing is? Like uh, I go to you know a lot of meetings in uh, Hollywood producers, and I always talk about <laughs> I want to do horror comedies, and no one wants to make them anymore because wow. uh, people they're like, well, you know, they're not exactly horror, and they're not exactly comedy, and we can't just find where they they fall in. But I feel like people love them. I feel like people have always loved them. Um, but, uh, yeah. You know, you, know, you know how out of it I am in the Hollywood world? When he said I went to a lot of meetings, I was thinking like AA. That's <laughs> I've gone to a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, people actually have real meetings. Okay. No, that's probably where a lot of the meetings. You, that, that's probably where you meet all the people. That's a, that famous line in the player where he's like, He's the big producer. He's like, oh, I got to go to my AA meeting. And he's like, oh, I didn't know you had a drinking problem. He's like, well, I don't, but that's where the big deals are being that's made the these deals. days. That movie's oh, fucking awesome, by the way. I love yeah. that movie. Did you, did, do you find any parallels in your experience in the um, movie I watched industry? It, I watched it recently, and it's it's changed a lot, but it's kind of stayed the same. Like, it, you know, that kind of shows the whole studio system, which has kind of died out. And you yeah. kind of go to these like these smaller um, production companies and they don't wear suits anymore. They're all, you know, they just wear like fucking whatever yeah. t-shirts and stuff. And and now we do our meetings like this on Zoom. So oh, like, you the reason do? I moved, yeah, oh, that's why oh. I moved to Florida. I was going to move back to L.A. And then COVID happened. And they're like, no matter where you go, you're going to be doing your meetings on Zoom. So I just came here because I, I rent a five bedroom house that costs the same as my one bedroom apartment in L.A. Wow. Yeah. Like this. And how old are and how old are the people at those meetings who are the executives? They're young. They're younger than me. I'm older <laughs> than most of them. And do weird. you do you meet with them because are they you, you have a specific project that they want to talk no, about? It's, it's called the general. And what yeah. you do, like my representation, they'll like blast out day shift to everybody. And they'll read day shift. And if they like it, they can request a meeting with me. And we basically we just talk like that's it. We just I just go on there. I talk to them and we just kind of get to know each other. They'll tell me about some projects. Maybe I'll pitch something. But that's it. It's just kind of like an introduction getting to know them. And I then, like it because I don't have a when, whole lot of friends down here. So I just kind of talk about movies for a little while with somebody. Right. And they that's when they are like, well, we don't really want to do horror comedy. Yeah. And that's when they're. Yeah, basically. They And you know what? They Every single one says they want a movie like the quiet place that's like they're like we want to do a movie oh. like the quiet place and i i didn't like that movie so like, I, I have nothing like that so sorry wait w w is that the one where they did a sequel yeah they did, yeah. They did part two i never saw yeah. part two i liked them both but you know there was i think there was a few few movies that were similar to that before that but i can't think of what they were you know where they they can't talk they got to be quiet it was yeah. another, another movie before that, that was, was it like um, that. I can't baps <laughs> so, do you know that movie baps with Halle berry and okay um that's well, my well, one first thing we're, 
Go ahead, One but. thing is talk about horror comedies because I saw I just saw the new Ghostbusters Afterlife. Did anyone yeah. see that? Yeah, I saw, yeah, it. I saw it, it. It it wasn't really that funny. No, it was wasn't. It? it wasn't at all. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like com- I saw the preview and I got kind of hyped for mm-hmm. it because that was like my favorite movie when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But it did. I don't know. It wasn't like <laughs> Ghostbusters. When did you see? I thought it was fine. I thought, but it really showed me the difference of where movies were because it was like. There was a Ghostbusters out with all these huge, you know, stars, and no one cared. Like oh, the, I didn't the hear woman one Ghostbusters. No, no, the the last one, the Afterlife one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, just no felt like I, I never happened. heard anyone talk about it ever. Yeah. Like I never. But I mean, that's what movies movies are just very different in that yeah. in that way. But I was. Um, but you know that we we had that guest, you know, uh, uh, oh, Molly, Molly, and she says she thinks the movie was about her. Do you remember that? She um she said she knew it was uh we we know this girl Molly Heckerling. She's um, Amy Heckerling? Is she related to Amy Heckerling? Her, yeah, she's daughter. She's her daughter. Oh, okay. And she's and it, um and it came out not, later. What? Go ahead, sir. She's Harold Ramis's daughter, too. Oh, so, what? And she okay. didn't find out until like she was like 15. So, yeah, and he so kind she, of he, he kind of abandoned her, so she kind of thought that movie wow, was a little bit about knew, her. Uh, that's yeah. well, I, I feel like and she knows <laughs> Jason Reitman. Like no, no, she <laughs> said Jason Reitman kind of said that he he it was she has a sister or half sister that's also Harold Ramis's daughter, and Jason Reitman said it was loosely kind of based on them at their like, experience like with that Harold Ramis, that nerdy little girl. Oh yeah, because he did he abandoned them like, like right, yeah, right, right. I don't know that she, he really like abandoned her. I think it was more they had an affair. Yeah, and she and he had was his own the, thing going on, and it would fuck right. Up his own and I thing. think it was like trying to—they didn't want to ruin her, their marriages. So yeah, I know you're, you're not talking about the biggest part of that story, though. The biggest part is the father, this guy named Neil Israel. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with him. Oh, yeah, he, what is he directed? He's done a bunch he's of bachelor he's done party, bachelor party, oh, okay. police academy. He yeah, same, thought same error. Didn't Emmy he Heckling do uh, Fast Times? Didn't she direct Fast Times? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Clueless. But he thought near Israel thought that uh, Molly was his daughter. That's like Tom Rundgren and uh, fucking Steven Tyler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The same deal. So when he found out it wasn't, he was not happy and he left. Damn. That's crazy. He did? I didn't know that. I thought they stayed married. No, you crazy? (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. She's not married. Yeah, the mom is not married. I forgot. Um, I met her once and she was... um, I got her to to uh, autograph a Clueless poster for my girlfriend because it's like her favorite movie, and um, it was funny. I showed up to the house. They have, she owns like a townhouse, and I walked in, and you know Molly's boyfriend or husband was there, and and Amy Heckerling was like right there, and you know I'd asked Molly beforehand if I could do this. She was like, yeah, yeah, I set it up, and then like I'm like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm Molly's friend. Can I can you sign this? And she was like, oh yeah, yeah. Like she seemed very, she didn't seem like. She was that. She was good. It. We want her a guest on a show. On the show, she, so was, she was fine. Awesome. But she seemed. But there's more to the story. She seemed fine, but she was very like, oh yeah. And she was. She wasn't really rude, but she was very just kind of like, yeah, yeah, great. Like, and then um, yeah. Later, I don't know I, a lot about celebrities. Molly, but no, but I was saying to Molly, uh, yeah, she seemed kind of like annoyed. She was like, well, she told me later that she thought you were the next door neighbor coming to get an autograph, and she and the next door neighbor had been complaining about. 
they had had like friction, like the next story was trying to get them evicted or something. Okay. And so she, she was <laughs> like, so the Amy Hecker was like, oh, I didn't know that that was your friend. I thought it, and I was like, uh, well, she thought I was that guy. She was like super nice. Like yeah. she just seemed kind of vaguely annoyed. Like <laughs> I'm trying um, to get you evicted. Can you sign my poster? Right. Yeah, and yeah. she was just kind of like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice to meet you. And I was like, oh, she really seems to take things well. Um, Do they? So they live in New York? The, the yeah. Hecklings? Yeah. Is that the how you know her? Did you like grow up with her or something? She's or? a stand. She's a stand-up comic, Molly. Oh, Very okay. funny. And she, uh, so we met her. She's at, a guest sometimes. I think you, Eric, booked her on some shows, and then I, yeah. I was talking to her, and someone was like, "You know, that's Amy Heckerling's daughter." And I, and I'm like a huge movie nerd, and like. And then she was like, "Yeah, my dad's Neil Israel," and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because I know who I knew who that was. What is, too. What is he directed? What is, what has Neil Israel done? The big one I can think of is Bachelor Party, uh, Police okay, Academy. Yeah. Police I think Academy. he directed okay. Police Academy, and he's, so he's he a- he wrote a lot of movies. He wrote yeah. he co wrote Neil Real Genius. Oh, um, I love Real Genius. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> like he had his finger in a lot of fucking 80s. awesome 80s comedies yeah yeah so it's like and it's funny because when i met her i was like well what is he directing and she was like well he directed real genius and in my mind i just met her i did i go in my mind i was like that's wrong he didn't re- direct real genius like because he i knew he didn't and then later i'm like you know he didn't direct that he and she's like oh yeah right i forgot i'm like i know more about your family's work than you do <laughs> But anyway, let's all right. So let's get it. So, what's your first um, horror, horror comedy movie okay. of all time? Best of all time. So I got. I made a list. I know we're doing five, but like I went on Wikipedia just to like research what horror comedy. And there's so many of them that I didn't realize were considered horror comedies. Like so, Schindler's List. Yeah, that's yeah. that's up there. That that one's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's Kanye's um, favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start off with. Um, I guess I'll start off with the stuff. From the eighties. Oh wow, good one! I love that's that a, movie. Yeah. That's a deep cut right there. Have Have you that's seen it, Eric? No, that's why I called it a deep yeah. cut. Oh uh, uh, well, <laughs> it is a deep cut because um, I saw. Did you see when it came out? No, I pre- I not. Nah, I mean, when did it came out? Like eighty five. Eighty five. Slightly. Were you even alive? <laughs> I was. I was six years old. But uh, okay. I um I saw it like youngish era, and then I watched it recently. And it was awesome. It holds up. And it's got uh, Larry Cohen, the director, writer, director. Right, it's right. Got Michael Moriarty in the lead role. Michael Moriarty oh. kind of, I guess, on his career descent. <laughs> yeah. He's um, done a lot of horror comedies that, that were pretty cool that he was really, he was actually really good in that movie. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. He um he's in Troll, right? Yes, the first he troll? is in Troll, and so is Julia Louise Dreyfus too. And I think they might be married. I'm not sure. I forget. There's in a troll? lot. Troll, yeah. 
You know who's in the stuff? It's his first movie. He has no lines. It's Patrick Dempsey. Really? Yes. He, he's like, really? oh, he's like yes. the older brother or something. Isn't no, he? no. He's at the end of the movie because Eric, you know, you know, it's basically about someone. These guys find some some like yogurt looking thing yeah, oozing like ice cream. from. Ice cream. It looks yeah. like ice cream, ice cream oozing from the ground, and they 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 taste it, and they're like, we should sell this. And then the next oh, thing no. is just there's um like a huge new product called the stuff, which is kind of a funny thing. Cause it's just called uh, the stuff and it just, it's like yogurt. And then it, what it is, is it like eats your brain and kills you. It just takes over your I think it turns you into like a zombie or something. Yeah. Doesn't yeah it? it takes over your brain and you become a zombie. And I haven't seen it in like a few years, but, uh, my favorite character Garrett Morris is in it, and he plays. Uh, <laughs> look at that right now. He plays Chocolate Charlie, who owns an ice cream company that's kind of gone downhill because the stuff comes out, and he's like a kung fu master, and his hands are like registered weapons and shit. So he right. kind of teams up with Michael Moriarty, who who all these other ice cream companies hire to find out what's going on with this stuff. So they kind of team up together and take it on. Because don't and they I'm have just a looking thing? Out of here, uh, Paul Servino is in it. I yeah, Paul Servino is wow. one of the yeah. Colonel Spears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And also I'm looking here, Danny Aiello was in it too. That's a that's a solid wow. cast. You want me to play a part of the trailers? Uh, just random part. Let's see. Do you, yeah, play it. Do you have it? I just queued it up. Oh, yeah, I'll move up. By a popular dessert known as the stuff. Here, Jason. Take some. No. Don't eat that. There is. Something alive in there. Tasty. It's coming out There's of the toilet. Something alive in yogurt. It's called benign bacteria. All right. You can't see it. So the stuff is well, just attacking so everybody. What's funny is um, I guess they mentioned it. They're like, well, how did it pass FDA inspection? Because like no <laughs> one knows what's in it. Right. But I guess there's some way they got around it or something like they paid someone off or something yeah or they gave him the stuff and they loved it and they just <laughs> it's like once you take the stuff you you that's all like i remember there's like a there's like this family in long island and they, they they all were about the stuff and the kid wouldn't eat it and their whole refrigerator was filled with the stuff and they ate it for dinner every night right like, right that's kind of a fun and then they're like they make him eat it and he has i remember thinking it was like kind of a clever idea he goes in the bathroom and he puts shaving cream in it in yeah. the thing, the container, and he starts <clears> eating <throat> it. And 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 he's like, I love it. And then they like figure it out and they chase him. And then I guess they die or something. But you know, it's funny. Is I saw as a kid, I didn't know it was a comedy because I was so young. I just thought it was like a a good kind of horror. Movie. I really liked it. I don't know why. Yeah. Um. Don't, don't you think up. these movies? I mean, it's still but, decent to this yeah. day. I mean, 30, 40 years later. Yeah. Do do you think these movies? I mean, they all have some sort of social commentary. And like I think this has some where like I think especially in the eighties it would be yeah, always consumerism be lo- and yeah and this low fat thing it was a low fat yeah. like kind of uh yeah fad that's and- yeah totally it's like what you know what do you but what are you really eating and it was right. I think the tagline was are you eating it or is it eating you <laughs> so it actually is it's very consumers and you don't really know what you're you know th- what's in these products and they're probably really bad for you um but okay so th- that that's a really good one this is um. All right, the first one I'm going to do is like a pretty obvious one is Evil Dead 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's cue um, that up and, real quick. And you said that was, Eric, that was one of your favorites, right? Yeah, that was the one. I mean, I mean, you, I, I think the first Evil Dead wasn't that It wasn't funny. a comedy. It, well, what happened was he made the first one. The first one was like a straight up horror. 
And the second was basically the first one remade, but then with more comedy. Yeah, which is a really interesting. And then the third one is like an out and out comedy. <laughs> oh, the, one, the uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that now one these is, movies. What? These movies. These movies are Sam Raimi. That's what yeah. got him big. And Bruce Campbell, uh, who's like, he's like, he's like a ham in this movie, right? Kind of. Um, that's kind of his thing. Yeah, yeah he really. Um, I think people I mean I think it's talked about but his performance he really sells that movie like I don't know like you needed someone like him his physicality because they had some special effects you know it was kind of like very bare minimum special effects and he had to kind of sell a lot of the stuff like and he does a lot of stuff where he's just banging up against the wall and stuff um I remember I'll when play, that came I'll play the one clip play real clip. quick this, this is the most famous of the movie this is where he's Cuts off his hand and then replaces it with a chainsaw. Oh, yeah. Groovy. <laughs> um, it's a very, uh, so, you know, and I remember I saw it when I was like 15, and I remember like I'd heard about it, but they kind of sold it as just a straight up horror movie. You know what I mean? I have memories of being a kid. Like whenever I think about like, like, the kind of the pre blockbuster days of being in like some mom and pop video store and like sneaking into the horror section. I always picture that, that video cassette looking with at the me. skull, like with it's like skull, half yeah. a skull. Um, but so when I rented it, I was like, Oh, I'm, this is scared. I'm scared. This is going to be scared. And again, I think it took me a little while to realize it was a comedy. Cause like I saw it alone and I like, this is a good example. Like um, after he cuts his, his hand off and he's like, he puts, like a bucket over his hand because his hand's trying to kill him or something. And um, and then he covers the bucket with a bunch, pile of books and one of them is A Farewell to Arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I remember being like, I wonder if they did that on purpose. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. literally had that thought. Like, is that like on purpose? It's like, but I mean that right there, I feel like sums up like the, the yeah. tone that, of the movie. To me, that joke came right out of like Bugs Bunny playbook it sounds like something they would do in a warner brothers cartoon yeah it's yeah. um and it really holds up i just watched it recently and i i think what's good about it is it is funny but it also is scary right yeah. i mean and, like and what? It, it, i feel like the the how you a successful horror comedy and I, i've heard this before it's like you got to play the horror straight like the horror can't be the joke the joke comes from the, the world around the joke mm. around the horror but like the, it's still a scary movie yeah, that's, that's a big thing that um, I feel like a lot of people get wrong with it because yeah. I was going to say you can't have like a goofy ghost, you know, like it, you, it takes you out of it, right? Um, okay, but, but so yeah, there because there's something more I want to say, but I can get into it with my next one or next. Is there? So do you want to do one? Me and Eric picked uh, Evil Dead Two both for that, okay. right? I'm I'm not going to go through five because we all want to get you guys to get your. But this this is just like I just reminded me because I think it was pretty funny. But when Sam Raimi went back to horror sort of comedy, was that and I thought it was a great movie and scared me too. Was Drag Me to Hell? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one too. I watched that recently again. It's, it holds up. That's mm -hmm. um, who was the who was the main girl in that? Oh, Allison Lohman. Is that, I, I remember I Justin, her Justin Long was the main dude. He's in it. But, you know, Allison Lohman, I looked her up. I think she quit acting. Yes, she is. Yeah, that was Allison. Yeah. Which is like, 
she was sort of on fire at that point. She had done some movie like Nicolas Cage, and then she did that. And that was kind of an acclaimed movie, Drag Me to Hell, right? Yeah. Um, it was great. Yeah. And it was also very I just Googled her and said, what happened to Alison Lohman? <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that comes up. But it was also very timely, too, because it was like, uh, this, they, I guess she kicked this old gypsy woman out of her home. And it was right during the financial crisis when people uh, were yeah. losing their homes. They probably wrote the movie years before, but it just really resonated. It was perfectly timed for the time. And it was, uh, it was after- also scary, too. It was, I remember yeah. that one shot where she's like in the car and it's like kind of like the camera circling around. and You just see the old lady sitting in the back. Right. <laughs> and the, the ending scary, right? The ending mm-hmm. where like, doesn't she get like dragged to hell at the end? Dragged to hell, yeah. Isn't um, it like in a subway station or something? Isn't that where? Yeah, it it's like a, she's waiting for a train. And it's one of those where everything's worked out and you're like, hmm. This yeah. can't end well. Like a horror movie called Drag Me to Hell. There's no way she's just getting on the train and it's over. Um, well, she had to like take the button, I think, and give it to the dead woman. And then Justin Long is like, oh, I have the button. I had it the oh, whole yeah. time. And she's like, mm. oh, fuck. Fucking That's right. Justin Long. Um, okay. So when I, the, all right, the, I have a bunch that are hard to choose from. But um, I, I would say I really like this one because I feel like this was almost like one of the first times I had heard of the idea of comedy horror and they did it really well. It was American Werewolf in London. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's almost, I don't know, to me, it seems like the quintessential one because that is like a straight up, that's a, it's a scary movie. It has a lot and of. And it's also re- the best werewolf movie ever made. They've never, they, I, they haven't right. really done werewolves justice in film, I believe. Right. Like, what are some of the other ones? The only ones I can really think of are like Silver Bullet and um, The Howling. Um, the Howling's okay. It's just too, like, it's almost like it's, that's an example that it's not really comedy horror, but it, it's yeah, almost it's like kind of goofy. Funny. Yeah. That Even was Joe though, Dante who did it. Oh, yeah. So maybe he did kind of like um, do it a little. But anyway, American Werewolf, I think, is um, it's, you know, I saw it really young and it was odd because the funny parts are mainly like Griffin Dunn is is funny in it. He's kind of like the comic relief of it. Um, And he keeps coming back and he's like more and more decomposed. Yeah. (laughs) And that's kind of funny, but it's also like horrifying. Right. Um, those are the scenes that like when I watched it as a little kid too. And, and then I watched it again as I'm older. And those are the scenes that stuck in my mind. You know, the, the scenes with Griffin Dunn being all kind of like mutilated. And- well, he's decomposing. And then when he comes back, he's saying kind of funny things. Yeah. Like yeah. he's being kind of snarky. Um, he's like, you have to kill yourself. That's the only way out. Right. Right. Or like one thing is he's like, oh, you know, he talks about some chick at the beginning, Debbie Klein. He wants to bang her. And then, <laughs> That's like their whole conversation when they when they're like walking in the, to the bar. When yeah. And then he's like, a lot of people came to my funeral and he's like, Debbie Klein cried a lot. It's like, <laughs> But of course, you know, she found solace in so-and-so's arms. And he's like, even in death, you know, life mocks me or something like that. So it's weird. It has like funny like, but... <clears throat> There are like specific, you know, what I think what's so scary about it is there are really scary scenes that just come out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that are just shocking. The main one I'm thinking of is he has a dream where it just cuts. You don't know it's a dream where it's like he's home. He's in the hospital. They cut zombies walking blast. Yeah. So then he's just at home with his family and they're just at home. And you're like, oh, I guess he's home now. And then like there's a knock at the door and then they open it. It's all these like 
werewolf Nazis with machine guns kill his whole family. Like, and you're yeah. just like, what the fuck? What is it? Why is this happening? And also, it doesn't seem to have anything to do with the movie. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like. Well, um, I want to ask the uh, the the real expert. So the scene that's like famous is when he finally turns into a werewolf. The transformation scene. Yeah, and yeah. I think isn't that like Rick Baker, right? Isn't that guy? Is that he, he did it, or is it Stan? Yeah. Win- I don't know. No, it's Rick it. Baker. It's Rick Baker. Uh, I think yeah, he won he, an Oscar for it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I he, mean, the playing, scene where he's like looking at his hand, and it's like, yeah, it's yeah. Doing he's pl- that. They're playing here. Here's a part of it. They're playing "Bad Mood Rising." Well, every every song in the in the soundtrack has moon in the title. What'd you say? Oh, oh, really? Every song on that soundtrack has moon in the title. If you watch it, I think it starts off with Blue Moon. Playing it starts and, with Blue Moon. Oh, yeah. shit. Every, every song has moon in the title. Yeah, I'll play just a clip of it. You're just going to hear the Interesting. audio. Interesting. Uh, this is not the actual scene. It's just the song. Okay. But that's the song. Um, <laughs> he, um, you know, and it's John Landis, which is like yeah. kind of weird. Um, because it's it's such a good movie, and I feel like he did do some good things, but I feel like he never really did anything. It's weird when someone did, does something really great, and then they're never really able to do something great again. Um, it's only I feel like it's his only horror. Like I think of what like Kentucky Fried movie he did. Like he did. Well, um, he did a couple also, of. A, go ahead. What? Well, he did Twilight, Twilight Zone. Zone, and that was the one that was a lot of. There was a lot okay. of controversy that, where he yeah. murdered everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was probably the scariest one for. The, the actors um because do you remember that's the one where that there's a helicopter accident and vic morrow gets killed and these two kids get killed do you know that no in what in the twilight zone yeah twilight zone the movie you know how it's like four different stories and four yeah, different directors yeah, yeah. so I, he I, so john landis was di- directing one and it's in it's in the movie but it's cut a lot because there's a Vietnam sequence and there was like this big helicopter scene where he's rescuing two Vietnamese kids and the helicopter wasn't rigged secure enough and it fell and it decapitated all of them. Like it, I didn't know that. And it was a big thing where trial, there was a trial and there was a big thing because it was like the kids, it was really unsafe conditions, obviously, and the kids shouldn't have been in that thing and they weren't in the union and it was, they were too young to be on set and, and here's a follow up to that that I just read because Landis would direct a lot of those Eddie Murphy movies, right? Mm-hmm. That were and uh, apparently they had a falling out, and part of the falling out was that like when that shit was going down the trial, uh, Eddie Murphy didn't like say anything or come to his defense. He didn't go to the like, trial or yeah. to support him, and then. Yeah. So did they blame John Landis for it? It was like, yeah, because I mean, it was you know he's the the director, director so he's kind yeah. of and like it was supposed to be like they knew it was dangerous. Like you shouldn't have a helicopter, like right, right next to like these two kids. Like they knew it would, they shouldn't, what? Right next to children. (laughs) Well, just like they knew that it was, they, they were working too late. You know, there's like labor laws. And then there's rumor that Steven Spielberg was on the set and just, and left because he didn't want to like, (laughs) um, yeah. So, um, yeah, that you know, he went to trial. I guess a civil trial. I guess they sued him, and I think he, or maybe even a criminal trial, and he got off. But um, yeah, controversy and then he did follows that family. I know his yeah. son was a screenwriter who got canceled pretty hard for like yeah. sexual assault. Max Landis. Yeah, Max. Oh Landis. yeah, actually, Molly talks. Molly's about him. friends with it. Was like friends well, with. Well, him. was yeah. friends. With it. She said he was a horrible <laughs> person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know people that had like a 
this producer I, I I was working with, he had like a whole movie set up with him. It was like ready to go, but like that, but it was like as soon as all that happened, like his name being attached to it, it just all fell apart. Oh wow. really? Yeah. What did he do? Was it a Me Too thing? Yeah, I think I don't know exactly what he did. I don't I, I don't know if it was like assaults or he was just really creepy. I I don't know. Yeah, he but was flying just... a helicopter over a, uh, an orphanage, <laughs> <laughs> like father, like son. Well, let's hear let's hear another one from Tyler. What do you got? Another yeah, go one? ahead. Uh, let me go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go back to the '80s again. I'm gonna go to Terror Vision. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that mm. one. I have not seen, but I I know it. I know. Is it the ad with like the big eyeball? Yeah, it's like these these this like suburban family puts this tel- this um, satellite dish in their yard. And it kind of an alien travels through it who ends up murdering the whole family or is, trying to at least. Is like anyone the, big in it? Uh, <laughs> I forget. I'm going to look it up. I forget who plays the dad. The parents like put in this room. The parents want to be swingers. So they build this room in their house to be to, so they can start swinging. And the sister's boyfriend is um, Uncle Rico from from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Right. And really and from Real Genius. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. Was he the ugly kid in Real Genius? Was that Uncle Rico again? Like the main kid? No, no. He's um do you remember there's like a guy that lives in their closet? Like yeah. that they uh Laszlo Hollyfeld. He's like the okay. genius that he it's supposed to be that he was a genius and he like lost his mind because the pressure got to him. Yes, yes, okay. No, that ugly kid. I mean, is his name is um what the fuck? I know. I saw like I literally saw him in like an interview recently. He Gabe Jarrett or something is yeah. his name. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Gabe. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I it was so, Gabe I, Kaplan. I was gonna. Oh, yeah, Diane gonna, Franklin's in it. And, I was uh, gonna say Diane Franklin's in it. I messaged yeah. her about a week ago over Instagram because we're like Instagram friends. Yeah. Um, she hasn't <laughs> got back to me, but she um she sort of had a run. You know, all the all her posts are like. You know, hey, I'm at the Better Off Dead, you know, yeah, yeah, Comic-Con. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of that stuff. Have um, you ever been to one of those conventions? It's just like, it's it's a, like the guy that played the young Henry Hill in Goodfellas is at every fucking convention. Really? Yeah. Like, he's riding that out. That's what, yeah, he's, 32 years ago now? That he, movie was he's made? like 57 now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit part. And he is at every fucking Well, that, it's weird because... That is a good part. Like it's it's small, but I mean, he's in the first twenty minutes of the movie, yeah. right? Yeah, and he, mm-hmm. yeah. But why was he never? He never like did anything else. No, I don't know. I don't know. But he's he's riding out that he's signing autographs and going all over the place too. Yeah, I feel he like more, he might get more work now because Ray Liotta can't do it anymore. So, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I was wondering. I mean, that, that paid played the young Ray Liotta. Yeah. There are there are definitely people that I would be interested to to meet at things like that. Like Diane Franklin, I would think it was cool to meet, you know. Yeah. I guess. I feel like I would have thought it was cool twenty years ago. Now I'm like, yeah, all right. I who um, did I um I was at a horror convention in LA when I lived out there and I met Kane Hodder, who played like uh he played Jason, you know, Jason Voorhees and like a lot of them, and he played in the hatch the hatchet guy, Victor Crawley. And I have a picture of him. It's on my Instagram. And I said, can I take a picture with you? Because you're just walking around. And my, my wife was with me. And he's like, yes. But he's like, if I if you take a picture, I'm going to choke you in it. And I'm really going to choke you. So he's like, you can do that. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And he fucking choked the shit out of me. He was like, wow. I have a picture like this. And he really? Like, yeah. And that was our picture. <laughs> wait, so he's assaulting people? He like. <laughs> I guess so. I don't care. It was fun. I, so wait, I, wait, I have I a question. Kane Hodder. 
I have I have a question about it's the same guy who played Jason in every movie, pretty much. Not in every one, and like I forget which ones, but more of the later ones. The Probably later the most ones. famous one. Because yeah. I I always thought that I always made me laugh. Like that guy who played Jason, like when he went for contract negotiations, he really didn't have a lot of leg to stand on, really, right? Because he's like, yeah, he's wearing a mask. What are you like, gonna yeah, do? You... Get another guy? Good luck finding someone else. Six foot one. I am Jason. Um. Who walks slowly like me? It's it's weird. You can tell there. You know, one of the Friday Thirteenth that stands out to me is um, the third one because in that one the Jason uh, runs at one point. Yeah, which I'm like seems weird seeing yeah. Jason. Is that run. the first one? That's like the first appearance of the actual hockey mask. Yeah, it? it's the it's yeah. the first hockey because it's um the guy. Shelly, I think is the character, is like this prankster guy who's yeah. doing all these jokes and he has the ski, the hockey mask, and then Jason, you know, murders him immediately. One thing we had talked about this before. Uh, it's a quick thing that I love about those Friday 13th movies is like, and this is a big thing with the slasher movies, is the first part of the movie is always like uh, character development. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's weird because. They're just going to murder them. So it's like, why are you putting all this <laughs> like effort you. into getting yeah. them? You know, like in the in the one with Shelley, the, the hockey mask guy, they're they're making a point of like he he's kind of a misfit. He has no friends, and he he needs to get people to like him by getting attention. And everyone's like, and he's like, well, what do you want me to do? You know, you clearly has like a crisis of like not knowing who he is. And you're like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. And then the next scene, Jason just like you know shoots him <laughs> in the face. You know, and you're just like. Oh, I guess he's just going to get murdered horribly. And if you're in one of those movies, if you're like your character in that movie, you don't want to have sex because if you're having sex, you're going to get killed. You're done. Yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) That was was like one of those things where they would just punish promiscuous. promiscuous Well, that was the whole. um, I mean, that was one on my list, I guess I'll go to, which is, you know, obviously Scream is like, uh, you know, one of the quintessential um, horror comedies. But like, um. It's like that was when the horror genre obviously was like pivoting, you know what I mean? Because it was like it had to go somewhere because like um, the the horror and slasher movies had just become so trite and like repetitive that they didn't know where to go. So like the fact that someone like had to like they had to become like self-referential and meta in a way. Yeah. You know, but it you know, the thing about Scream is like it's um. Like it is scary. Like he, yeah. you know, Wes Craven made it, so he knew how to make like a scary movie. But mm. it's funny because it's making fun of horror movies. But it was the first one to do that, you know. But, and then in the same time, it also created a new kind of horror character that we we're making fun of. And now he's become like an like you know the scream face guy. Kate has become like an iconic horror character, just like Jason or Freddy was. You know, you right, all right. in the same vein. Yeah, even though well, don't you think what. But in certain ways, I mean, the later uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm, Street, Elm Streets, Freddy was like always just cracking jokes. I mean, all of them oh, were yeah. kind of comedies after a while. Weren't well, they? you know, I was thinking about that. I guess the third one is when he started it, the yeah. the, the, the jokes a lot. But <laughs> but they kind of got darker, too. Like the jokes became like the joking increased, but like they got a lot darker with like four and five. And- oh, really? Well, I gave up after four. I just like four. I felt like I really liked three. I love one. Yeah. The, the one great. that I two's, think is a, two's the, the gay one. Yeah. 
It's like so, they're in gay clubs and all over the place. <laughs> two is oh, like really? two is like um unintentionally hilarious. Like if you watch yeah. it now, it's um it, it it and they've talked about it later. It's like weirdly has a lot of homosexual innuendo and like that's yeah. kind of it, it's weird because it's the only horror movie where it's like a guy is the main character. It's usually like a girl that's being victimized. And Freddy takes whole... over his body. He's not in dreams anymore. And it kind of comes out of his body and well, and he's saying people in the things, real world. And he keeps saying things like, I want to be inside of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. He, there's just a lot of like home. And yeah. then there's like he could have scenes... been me too back there, Freddie, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like um, but it's weird because I guess they said when they were making it, they didn't see all the homosexualness in it, but Later on, someone was saying that they were watching like, oh, this is so gay. Like so yeah. someone goes to a leather bar and then yeah. like, well, the main guy, the kid that played the main character that like Freddie took over body. He's he was he's gay and he's and gay. He was talking yeah. about it. Yeah. And he would say uh, he would go to like gay clubs and they'd recognize him. And they started playing scenes from Fred that Friday the 13th at gay clubs like during uh, Halloween or Friday. And, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like it's like, yeah. like Batman and Robin. You remember that was like a pretty. Game yeah, game. Like, I used to watch He-Man when I was a kid. That was like my favorite cartoon. And, and that I was kind of right now. Yeah. And you just like, this is very homoerotic. Well, the <laughs> other thing is if you watch Nightmare on Street too, because he's the main victim, the guy, there's a lot of scenes of him screaming, Yeah, you know, like in fright, which just seems really like there's a part where he meets a girl and the girl's like trying to protect him. And he's like, like he there's one part where he goes he leaves his girlfriend he goes to his friend's house this guy he knows and he's like he's like can i just sleep in your room with oh you? yeah scared. and he turns into freddie like, freddie yeah and he's like no and just like i'm scared I'm, I'm having really scary <laughs> dreams i don't know what to do and i'm like dude what do you like if if i had a friend who came over in the middle of the night was like i'm really scared can i just like stay with you i'd be like get out of here like <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> nice try buddy but the, oh. I, I was actually bringing up not batman and robin general the movie batman and robin that was the fourth one do you remember oh, we yeah. talked who, about who was batman is that was that, george, uh, clooney. george clooney yeah that that's one? where they put and the Chris nipples O'Donnell. yeah that's where uh, they put okay. the nipples on the suits and everything joel schumacher who's gay right. directed it and they were like this movie is very very gay there's he also that, directed the lost boys too i didn't right there's oh, and then did. there's like a there's an edited they deleted a, a two hour fisting scene in batman and Robin. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's on the special features um, well, that, so that, he, he, he brought up lost boys so there you go yeah do you uh well so that was my was scream was uh and lost i mean not to get it but lost boys was one of mine too because i think um lost boys Someone when when I mentioned it to someone, my girlfriend, she was like, "Is that funny?" And w- what's weird about it is it is funny. And it you know who funny. like you know who pulls the comic um, duty? It pulls Feldman. the comic weight. What Feldman? Feldman and Haim, <laughs> Haim yeah, are yeah. like the comic, re- and they're like funny in it. Like they're both yeah. really funny in it. Um, they're, right, just great, ca- I- they're just great characters too. They, yeah. you know, it's a great script. I've read the script before too. Because initially it was supposed to be about little kids. Mm-hmm. That's why they called the Lost oh. Boys. It was like you know, like young kids, like Peter Pan. Yeah, and then Jeffrey Bohm took it over and he changed it to teenagers. It's kind of lightning in a bottle too. Like everything, like just that specific time and kind of like MTV and like those the, actors. the video stores. Yeah, those actors and on a, on a beach town with a with a boardwalk. It's just like it kind of all worked. Uh, right. Well, I, I have a question. What do you think was scarier, the, uh, the Lost Boys or Corey Haim's real life? 
<laughs> um, <laughs> I would say Hames Real Life would probably scare <laughs> Well, I'd say Hames Real Life was a great horror comedy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I have watched the Corey Feldman and Corey Haim separate E! True Hollywood stories literally numerous times. They're like, there's, I mean, what's amazing is they were just train wrecks and it was i mean Corey haim real i mean that's what was so funny is looking back to lost boys it was like Corey haim was was a talented young kid like he was yeah. he had like a presence on screen um well, so was feldman i mean look at every great movie from the 80s he was in so many of them it's so weird to me though that 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 can happen where someone can be so good and have such a presence and just it just goes away that must yeah. be like and i do think it just shows you're really at the mercy of like a good director and script you can easily mm -hmm. you can have a good director bring out something great in you and then think you're great like movies you're really just at the mercy of the script and all that stuff you know i mean and yeah. you would know that so like um well it's also too it's you're at the mercy of the the studio and, and i mean even in like in day shift there are so many things they cut out in the end you know and like with the actors like if, if like a big actor doesn't want to do something he wants to change it it gets changed um, so it's, it's just a whole there's a whole lot of cooks in the kitchen was there anything big in your thing that you were like really pissed off about that they didn't i wasn't do? pissed off about yeah. it but there were certain things where they you know they they cut certain scenes that i thought were it was kind of weird because it kind of put like plot holes in it and um, I, I think in the end it didn't really matter because what worked worked but like I noticed it, you know. Yeah. Do they run that by you? No, right? No, no. I'm. I was taken yeah. off the project by that time. Yeah. They were. That, that, that was the fi that was the, the fisting scene that. Yeah, Tom yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. That was an, <laughs> really... an homage to the Batman and Robin. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's, let's. So what? What's one of yours? Let's go to yours, Tyler. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say since we're talking about about uh, Corey Feldman, I'm gonna go with the Burbs. Ooh! Ah, wow. interesting. Okay, um, is that Richard Donner? Is that Joe Dante? No, Joe Dante. Yeah, and you know okay. what's funny is I read this. It, the uh, I read somewhere that that originally it was supposed to like at the end it was supposed to be like all fake, like like he they did all this and those people that lived the Klopex that lived next door actually weren't murderers they were just regular people and they just fucking ruined their lives because they went crazy. Uh, oh, that's you know? funny. Which I think would have been a great movie. Yeah. But, uh, that is funny. Yeah, um, but I yeah. mean that cast. You got yeah, Tom Hanks married to Carrie Fisher. You got a uh, Bruce Dern is the neighbor. There's a like comedian that. right who who died recently, Rick Dukumacon or something. Rick Dukeman, yeah. Rick Dukeman. Well, pretty, Rick Dukeman yeah. He's that. like the neighbor. Um, the, oh, that guy the friend. died. Yeah. yeah, he died in the last like two years. No shit. Um, it's also kind of it, it's a weird. Um, era and time in tom hanks's career because it was when he was like a movie star becoming a movie star but he still was like not at the level that he, he would become yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and joe, i think i remember I, joe versus the volcano or, it was a, uh, it was right before that yeah yeah no I, I think we talked about this before he had this first initial burst with like splash and then big and then he was in a bunch of bombs like this one and the volcano movie and then uh, no, I think that was earlier. Um, the volcano the one, was the, like 1990, I think. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was a uh, um, the bonfire of the vanities, which was a huge oh, bomb. That yeah. was 90, 90. Yeah. Right. So then he, I think, what was one of the reasons why he took a chance with Philadelphia, because a lot of actors turned that down, and he's probably at that point, I think his career was like, I'm going to take a chance on this one, 
and it, yeah. it worked. And then he was in that, and then he was in Forrest Gump, and then, right, you know, and then off, the rest is the history. Race. But it is yeah. funny, like yeah, I remember, you know, you know, I like the Burbs. I didn't. It, it yeah. kind of disappointed me. I thought it was going to be more of a straight up comedy. Um, because I liked Tom Hanks so much at the time, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be like another funny Tom Hanks movie." But it's like <laughs> weird, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, it's also kind of the, it was sort of the descent of Corey Feldman, sort of. That was like his, yeah. I guess that's kind of like when I think it came out in like '88. You know, I feel yeah. like once the once the '90 once the '80s ended, that's that was kind of the end of the Corys. Well, it's weird because yeah, it 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 really happened fast with that because they were like so. I, I mean. Lost Boys was 87. They were yeah. like so huge. Then they did like another movie with like well, together, like License to Drive. And that License was like the big... drive was. Yeah, I like, like I think it was, I recently tried to watch Dream a Little Dream and it made no <laughs> sense. I feel like that was like kind of their downfall. No, it's <laughs> bad. Dream a Little Dream is is um, it's just fucking awful. All, like, you know, like like License to Drive is a bad like bad, but good, you know, but like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I that, License to Drive is a perfect example of like. I'll watch it and I'm like, yeah. this is bad, but I, I like it. Yeah. Like, I think it's a, I think it's a good movie. Um, it makes, it makes sense too. Like it does I make sense. No idea what was going on in dream. A little dream, dream, a little dream. It was around the same time where they were releasing all those body switch movies. Yeah. yeah yes. like, <laughs> like big and vice versa. And they were trying to do that and it gets really weird. It's like, a, it's like this kind of like slow paced teen movie. You're like, yeah. cause it's like teenagers are in it. And then it's like old people are in it. And it's just like, <laughs> what the only reason to see that movie is, um, you know, Meredith Salinger is she's, she's the main chick in it that okay. they fall in love. With. She's so yeah. hot in it. Um, what is, what is she doing now? The she's married like... to Patton Oswalt. That's what she's doing uh, now. Really? <laughs> After yeah. after the other one died, she yeah, died. she married Patton Oswalt like very soon after his other wife died, and yeah. I remember being like, I get, get like, or, uh, well, I mean, together with his she, childhood crush, <laughs> he was someone that when I was a kid, I was like, that it's like the hottest chick out there right now, and so I yeah. wow. Patton Oswalt I know is a big pop culture movie guy, and yeah. I guarantee you when he was like probably this nerd awkward guy loved Meredith Salinger and the fact that he married Meredith Salinger uh, must be like mind blowing to him. Um, and he married, he married her like shortly after his previous wife died. Right. Like, yeah, I don't want to be a jerk, but I've said this. I'm kind of like, I think part of him is probably like, ah, all right. Like he seemed to get over <laughs> it. It all worked fast. out for the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, I mean, it was kind of like, man, I'm really excited. Wait, Meredith Salinger. Okay. All right. I can, I can handle this. <laughs> Well, can I chime in with the scariest thing that Corey Feldman has ever done? Is it okay? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to just play a clip. Is that okay? Yeah. There we go. Scariest thing Corey Feldman's ever done. Anyone know is what that, that is? From, is that from the Today Show? <laughs> <laughs> Where, um, wasn't it? Corey, thing he, he, he was in a band called Corey Feldman and the Angels, and he had a song. Yeah, and he performed it in front of other human beings, which was a very bad. I feel like idea. his downfall started like I feel like in the early '90s, he started dressing like Michael Jackson when it was like that was too it. late to be drinking and dressing like Michael Jackson. Like, <laughs> I think it was like probably around when Michael Jackson was big, but it was also like you shouldn't be doing this. Like yeah, that was right. like the least cool thing to be doing <laughs> for like 
he was my generation. And so yeah. we were like 16, 17 years old. And we might have been into Michael Jackson a few years earlier, but we were like, why are you dressing like Michael Jackson and dancing? <laughs> yeah, but here, and, what? here's the difference. None of us were, was fucked by Michael Jackson. I think no, he probably yes. was. <laughs> so do you think he was, do you think Michael Jackson tried to molest him? Or he says no, but I don't, I guess. Maybe he successfully molested him. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, there you go. Maybe Feldman was into it. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a, it's just weird that he like he defended Michael Jackson to the end. But anyway, yeah. that's uh, but that was uh, that was my um, who just did the last one? Did you just do it? I did. Oh, I you did, did yeah. with uh, the burbs. Burbs. Let's let's go with Tyler again because he's the he's the pro here. Okay, uh, I, go with go with one, and then I'll do. I I have a couple more I want to do. Okay, I I got a bunch here that I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna go with a more recent Cabin in the Woods. I Ooh, almost picked one. that. Did you see that, Eric? I did. I f- forgot about it, though. I um, when I first saw it, I really, really was blown away by yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Um, and then I saw it. It's it's kind of a movie that if I kept when I kept watching it, I it was less and less interesting. I guess because the first time when you are witnessing the the unfolding of it, it was just such a. I remember when I saw the commercial and I was like, "What is this?" Because yeah. it's um. For people who don't know, it's basically like a horror movie, but it's being run in like a lab by like by Richard Jenkins, <laughs> Richard Jenkins. Oh. And uh, what's his face? The guy from um, Get Out. Uh, oh, Bradley. Bradley oh, yeah, Bradley. Oh. That. What a great pairing that is. That's a and, great opening scene, too, because he's like they're like just driving around in this golf court in their lab where they where they make it up and they're talking about like putting child proofing their house or something like that right and then you're kind of like wait is this the movie and then it like freezes right yeah. and then it goes it's like, like cabin, cabin in the woods, in the woods. Yeah. um yeah i and really like this is joss whedon right he's joss whedon and there's another guy i forget my, my my wife went out to dinner with somebody that lives around here and, and she's good friends with the other guy that wrote it wrote it drew, drew goddard Drew Goddard, yeah, yeah, oh, he cool. came from. They both came from Buffy. Yeah, and jo- and Joss Whedon. I remember when it came out, they were saying that it was their kind of homage and indictment of of horror now because yeah. they 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 really were huge horror fans and they just thought it wasn't being it, it had stopped it, it had become redundant and boring and everyone no one was doing anything original anymore. So they were kind of like because at the end, don't they sort of like the world almost gets destroyed, like everything gets destroyed yeah. because and it's just as all the every horror trope at once comes out at, at, at the, like the millet, they're just like <laughs> slaughtering everything. Right. It's, um, and it's weird because when I look back on it, I was like, wow, it's really good. But then I was like, oh, but it's, it's almost not the most original thing. Cause they are making fun of horror movie tropes yeah. in it, which I was like, scream did that, but they were doing it in like a different way. The whole like lab thing of them controlling it was such like a novel idea. You know well, what I mean? Like, it was like to appease these like older gods that had to play out horror movies in reality. And, right. And they, they would get this like through what they did, they would pick their own demise. And, and what do you think? Movie. What do you think the commentary was behind? Because those guys, I do feel like, and you know, genre filmmaking at its best is like has a bigger like um, like message behind it that it's kind of trying like through line. What What do you think theirs was? Or when you were that, watching, that horror is formulaic. You know how it has to be like the final girl, but when you kind of tilt it on its head and make it different, it gets better. I, I don't know. Cause that's kind of what happened. Remember the one dude, uh, I forget his name. He was like smoking weed the whole time. Yeah. And the weed make him, made him immune to all the shit they were doing. 
and right right and, he's and he oddly everything on his head and he oddly ends up being the one who kind of like figures everything out yeah and he was like they each person has their 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 like part and they've been like like kind of poisoning them them for weeks to like come into these 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 roles and he's kind of only the only one noticing that everybody's acting different right like um they, and then they're they are one way and then they kind of like will release like a gas that makes them act a certain way yeah like what's more his name like, the hemsworth dude becomes yeah, like hemsworth the ultimate, like jock and like the other girl gets like real slutty and- right but they're not like that the beginning i do yeah. there, there's a really funny line at the end where like i guess sigourney weaver comes in and she's explaining oh, yeah, and they're like right. there's there. all the you know the all the different pro you know archetypes like uh the virgin and the girl's like me a virgin <laughs> and then sigourney weaver's like we work with what we have or something like that um yeah that i almost picked that one because that one is like it's funny but it is it's i don't know that i'd say it's scary but it's like it's not um, scary but they play the horror tropes straight like, yeah they bradley do, whitford do. always bets on the mermaid to kill him and it never happens and at the end he gets eaten by the mermaid yeah yeah <laughs> it's scary enough like it's yeah. um what this isn't one that i picked but do, do you like texas chainsaw massacre too uh, it's fun. I don't really remember it. I remember me, like we rented the first one in fourth grade, which was like 1989. Me and my friend, we watched it like three or four times. And then the next weekend we rented part two and we're like, what, what is this? Cause I you know, Dennis the, Hopper with the dual chainsaws chopping up. A Cause you, log. cause you know, that's thought of as like a comedy. Almost. Yeah. But I, was it supposed to be a comedy? I don't know. I think, I think they were in on it a little bit, but I yeah. don't, you know, I watched it a few years ago, and I I'd never seen it. I didn't like it. I thought it was really long and boring. But anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in. But, you know what's um, funny? I what I realized what I learned recently about that movie is they mimicked the poster of the Breakfast Club, which I think came up like they did the oh, same that's thing. Funny. And, <clears throat> just yeah, like, that's you know, that that right there is like the, one of the reasons I was like they they were clearly in on yeah. it somehow. Um, okay, well I'll just this is um this will probably be my last one, but um. This is a good example of like it's not like supposed to really be funny, but it, if I rewatch it, I think it's it's funny. It's uh you know the movie Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know that movie? It came out in 1983, and, and it's, at the end, it's the a boy. She's <laughs> yeah, the girl She's is. Trans, uh, it's it's basically a total like Friday Thirteenth ripoff, but it's mm-hmm. um. <laughs> yeah it's it's it's, Wake it's, up. it's a um it's a full-on horror movie but it's so bad and badly made that it's like hilarious um there's i just so remember much- at the end the girl's standing there and you she was a girl and then she has her dick out at the end and just like screams like, <laughs> <laughs> they um because there's a girl who goes to the camp and she's really shy and she won't talk and everyone makes fun of her um and then at the, you know all these people are being murdered and then she's this like timid girl and then at the end she's standing over um this guy that she had been going out with um and he she's decapitated him and then yeah she's just naked and and has her ticket and they ke- and then what happened with that which is interesting they kept making sequels and the sequels were actual comedies yeah uh, and see, i think the sequels were better i, I don't know did, i never saw any of the sequels but i really love the original cuz it's so it's it's one of those things. It's like the perfect shitstorm of like you know how like like the room where like it's yeah. so funny because he really earnestly was trying to make a good movie. You know if you try and make something funny like a bad on purpose, so it's funny yeah, you can't it never do works it. The same, Sleep yeah. we can't. It's like the perfect shitstorm of like he really thinks this is good and it's just so bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Um, and it's it's like dark too. It's like mean spirited. Like there's a scene where um, the because it's the whole movie. People are making fun of her, and then everyone you see later, everyone that that like crosses her gets murdered. But there's a scene where these like six year old kids are throwing sand at her for like a second, and then like all of them are murdered. Like five six year old <laughs> kids, which is like I was like that's a little. <laughs> I mean, like a six-year-old kid threw sand at you for one second, like just kind of like cut <laughs> off the slack. They hold yeah. grudges, those killers, man. It's also weird too because it's like a trans. You know, is it more relevant now? Because it's yeah. like a trans horror movie. That wasn't like a thing back then. Uh, I mean, it was a thing, but no one. It was not like it is now. But could you imagine how that would go over now if they made a horror movie? Was like the killer was trans, the trans oh, community be like, oh, "You no. bastards!" <laughs> <laughs> so what? We're all just murders? Like, no, we're trying to include you. <laughs> Didn't that just happen with the Dahmer show? Like they got pissed that they labeled it LGBT. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, yeah. I, I said this last time that, um, or one of these that, uh, the warnings at the beginning, you know, like you know, to warn you all the the parent and parental guidance is like. They're smoking in it. Yeah, they do. Yeah. The like that's something that they like in, in a movie about a guy who like you know drugs and rapes and beheads people. Like, hey, you guys, just so you know, there's some smoking going on. <laughs> he smokes after he fillets. We just want after he rapes a corpse. He has a right. The other thing I think is funny. His plan was such not a good plan where he was trying to turn them into zombies yeah wasn't he i didn't watch the show but i i know a lot of the story wasn't he just drilling holes in their head just trying to kind of lobotomize them like i guess it was yeah they don't show too much of that in the series it just was to me it was just too many episodes well i want to know how how much is this guy gonna eat you know i mean he's gotta be full episode five he would take showers with him wouldn't he when they're all like (laughs) well the other thing is like how much research do you do about turning people into zombies there can't couldn't have been a lot of resources and also i just want to know what is the plan even if that works and they are zombies so now you just have a zombie in your one bedroom apartment like how does that go do you just go out to it's the like club Bernie's. Yeah, no but you know up. he's just like hey what's up yeah it's my zombie boy yeah it's a zombie yeah totally it's just kind of like you don't not really thinking through that's like, so funny how that he actually got tried and he couldn't because he his lawyers are saying he was uh you know, guilty by reasons of insanity, which he was, but somehow right. they just put him on trial and convicted him because people would have gone ape. I think that he, I, uh, I think he, w- he went I to mean, a mental institution. I guess he was insane, but not in a way that would legally be because like he, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he like was a- doing. He knew it was wrong. That's like the main thing. If you're like, look, I know I shouldn't be trying to turn people into zombies i gotta tell you i know that i mean imagine trying to like play that like i'm sorry i didn't know that i didn't know that was frowned upon i thought is this, is this you wrong could, is this what yeah, I'm i just thought you could turn people into zombies i don't i've I never just, heard the law against this go ahead, what? no real quick i'm gonna just throw my, three of them out right now okay we don't have to talk of them and then i'm gonna bounce but uh we got scary movie three have you seen that one which, yes. Who is in that one? Which one's Scary that? Scary Movie 3 is my favorite because it was directed by Zucker, who did the airplane movies. It's a very uh, Is that funny... the one with um, Simon Rex in it? Yes. 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 Make yeah, fun that, of... that is the best one, I think. Craig yeah. Bierko. Yeah. Is it the one where they're sending up like War of the Worlds? No, that's, no, that's the fourth that's one. That's four. That's the one with um, Charlie Sheen. Right. Charlie Sheen's in the third one, too, actually. Yeah. they're both. He's in both of them. But that one's the best. It's really what are actually... they sending up in that one? Mainly? I remember they did like Eight Mile in the beginning, isn't he? Like eight Mile. Yeah, there's a great scene where Simon Rex throws up in the stall. You remember when uh, 
he does it. Eminem does it. Yes, and yes. Then, and someone's There's sitting someone in, in the, the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Those movies, as, very... dumb, as, as dumb as they are and stuff, some of them are really... I think Scary Movie 2 is really funny. Chris Elliott yeah. is like oh, hilarious in that movie. Yeah. Um, and 3 is good. There's I don't know which one it is. There's a Saw send-up that's really funny. I think it's in 4. I think that's 4, yeah. Where... Um, they're doing the thing where they're like explaining to her what they need to do. <laughs> and she's like, this is what you have to do. And you have 30, you know, uh, 60 seconds. She's like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't. <laughs> so it's funny. Like he has to re-explain in the voice. He's like, no, so you need me to get the key. He's like, yes, that should have been obvious. Um, but yeah, those movies are. are yeah, really I got another funny. one real quick because uh, when it scared me as a kid, it's legitimately scary, but also very funny. Is Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein? That's like a classic to me. Uh, yeah, that's like the the OG fucking horror yeah. comedy. It's legitimately funny. You can watch that now, and it's, I probably I haven't seen that since I was a little kid. I should check that out again. Watch it. There's legitimately really funny because he's and it has all the famous actors, Bella Lugosi, and I think Boris Boris Karloff, and it's just basically. Costello being scared of everything. Um, can I? I, I I'm going to have to get up when you get up, but uh, so we we'll we'll wrap this up. I just have. Well, I got one more. Questions. I got one more though. Okay, you like right. this next one. Uh, Tom McCaffrey's parody of Friday the Thirteenth. Have you ever I, seen? That? I told Tyler about that. You, you should go check it out. Where can I? Where can I see this? Just go on, on YouTube, YouTube and put in Tom McCaffrey Friday the Thirteenth. I honestly, I think it's really, really funny. It's um, it is. It's just I told you it's we're the owners of the camp, Crystal oh, Lake, yeah, and we just yeah, yeah. we won't shut it down. Um, <laughs> every we just keep cutting to everyone getting murdered, and then it's just funny because there's three of us and two of us are total idiots, and one guy is the only voice of reason who's like, he's just like we should shut the camp down, and I'm like, why would we shut the camp down? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they're like, because there's people getting killed every summer. We're like, yeah, past three summers. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then there's a really funny part where I'm like, all right, let's try something different. Let's do a camp, but in space, like space <laughs> camp. And then we cut to Friday 13th in space and we show like a spaceship exploding. And then it cuts back to me and I go, well, that was a logistical nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, right, I just we, remember the funniest part of that was like, they're like, it was after like the third time, like again, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so Ty, look, give you the last one, and then we'll and then we'll wrap this up. Do you have uh, one more you can uh, close yeah, us out with? Something I just saw recently. It's it's kind of like a twofer that I uh, Summer of Blood and Applesauce. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those movies. It's by this guy, Owner Tuckle, and oh, they're like, yeah. When were those? Saw, when did those come out? I think they came out like mid two thousands. The Summer of Blood is kind of he's just kind of like this. I don't know. He's he's like a New York independent filmmaker. I just saw him on Tubi. They're all on Tubi. Um, Ooh, really? Are they like yeah. really low budget? Yeah, they're pretty. They're at... not not super. I would say it's like it's like your quintessential New York independent film. It kind of has that feel, like kind of like a like a Woody Allen movie almost. You know what I mean? But <laughs> so he directed like, it and he's he in directed it. it and he stars in it. He produced it. He wrote it. Uh, you know, one of them. The, what's his name? I forget his name. He played Vinny in um, Doogie Hauser, and he played uh, it's um, I mean, Fazio the... in The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is his name? I know that Max, guy's name. Max Casilli. Max Casella. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, he's in him. Um, uh, but it, it's what just was like, the other one? Summer of Blood. And what was the other one? Summer of Blood and Applesauce. Summer of Blood is a vampire one. 
he's just kind of in Williamsburg and it, it starts off. He's in Williamsburg. He's out to dinner. He's just kind of this douchebag. And his, his girlfriend <laughs> proposes to him. He's like, no. And he like, well, she breaks up when he walks away and he like runs into a vampire and the guy makes him into a vampire. And then he starts banging a lot of chicks because he, <laughs> he's like, he has all this energy and he turns them all into vampires. Oh, I okay. Know. I thought That's it was an, hilarious. And applesauce is another. Okay, is it the same and guy? Apples, yeah, it's the same guy. His name's Owner Tuckle. He's 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 like a uh, he's he's of Turkish descent, but he grew up in North Carolina. He sounds so he like has a like, filmmaker. Yeah, and then <laughs> applesauce is like he tells this story one night at a um, at a dinner of the worst thing he ever did. He like mistakenly cut off all this guy's fingers at a frat party, and then he starts getting mailed uh, body parts over and over again and he keeps like losing his mind like he gets mailed like a dick at one point i don't, I don't know <laughs> oh really yeah and which one does like a lot of horror comedies i think he's got a movie called pound cake coming out i kind of discovered him a few years ago he had movies on shutter they had like the comedy of terror section oh, oh, okay and i discovered him there and i just thought of him recently because we were doing this and i looked him up and all of his movies are on tubi so I've can, I, well, can of- i can i have you can i ask you have you heard that someone told me that hulu is kind of trying to corner the market a little bit of like horror you know I guess they, like, they have these they do something with blumhouse where they made all these like kind of movies with blumhouse and they did the new hellraiser that was yeah like, yeah because Brockner. they were saying that because it's true like horror is like is shunned a lot and not really yeah. like embraced by a lot of the big streaming places so i think hulu was like we're gonna like actually try and like become up like a destination for horror, which it's kind of ridiculous. There's so many horror movie fans. There's it's so such a huge movies. fan base. Yeah. I don't know what. And it's a built in fan base, too, where if you put out a horror like they see they see them all, you know, like I follow all mm. like the horror fucking dudes on uh, Instagram and they see all the horror. Movies. They'll see even like the uh, somebody looks awful. Right. Yeah. That look, yeah. Can I ask Plus you those this? Movies are, those movies will always make money during Halloween. It's like writing a good Christmas movie. Yeah. You know, every and, year and, you're going to get. Especially teaming up with Blumhouse too. Blumhouse, their their whole thing is they won't make a movie over five million dollars. Like I had Did, a meeting there once, and that's their whole. Oh really? Thing. Yeah, they don't. Do put you? Marketing. So what's going on? It like I know your movie's still on Netflix and stuff, but they did they give you reports of like we're supposed to get it. I was talking to the director, and he's like, he's like, yeah, we're getting a report in a couple of days. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, they're gonna tell us who, what characters they like and what characters they don't. What's he like? I guess it's all like algorithms and. But do they do? What do they tell you? Do they how many streams it got and like? I don't know how it's gonna work. I haven't heard anything yet, so we're kind of still waiting on it. He do you get if it does come. well? Do you get more money? I think I get some kind of residual. I don't know exactly how it worked. There was like a big lawsuit with the WGA and the streamers where they're going to get residuals. I have gotten a residual check just out of nowhere, just kind of got came in the mail and it was for like six grand, which was awesome. Oh, well, that's wow. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually um, got I got a I got a report from Netflix about your movie, about the algorithm and stuff you want. They yeah. said that they really the audience really liked it, except in your sequel, they they want you to put the Tinder swindler in the sequel. <laughs> he, oh, he tests okay. well. So oh, can you work him yeah, into yeah. the next movie? <laughs> the Tinder swindler and the uh, the bling ring kids. Yeah. <laughs> they want to do like a cross sectional. Right, all right. Before. All right. Th- thanks for doing this again. This is just a question I have for you, because this is like uh this whole genre i this was the first time i had ever heard of a movie like this do you remember the movie student bodies Have you ever heard of that i've heard of it i don't know if i have you heard of is, it eric um is that like I, in an old high school or something like they go into an old high school to have have a prom or, or something it's like, that? like it's literally like scream but before it's like 1980 it's literally like the first kind of 
parody horror, like straight up parody of horror movies. And what's fascinating about it is like, I remember seeing it young, like in the video store and being like, oh, that must be like a horror movie. People were like, no, it's like a comedy. And I was like, what What do you mean? I couldn't like, I couldn't grasp that because it didn't really exist yet. But if you watch it, it's like a straight up parody of horror, like slasher movies, but so early on that you're like, mm-hmm. how did someone have that idea that, because it's like, they'll be like, you know, this is clearly the killer. Oh no, the you know suspect number two, suspect number three, or like, you know the bot. They'll do the body count throughout the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's not. I can great. picture the cover. Isn't there like a desk or something? And there's a desk, and there's like a girl like laying on the desk, yeah. like dead or something. Um, but you might want to check that out. It's just sort of like it's just odd because it's like one of the. It's like the first parody it's like scary movie before there was scary movie yeah um before the set of their time <laughs> yeah well i i was just fascinated by that because it's like 1980 slashers had only been around a couple of years yeah and someone was immediately the first one was like halloween and yeah then, uh, so Friday someone within someone within a year was like yeah we need to do that okay <laughs> fuck um, these movies um all right uh tyler tice thanks a lot for coming on we appreciate yeah, thanks it thanks again this is great time. thank you yeah and uh, check out those horror movies and uh and we'll day uh, shift. do this again. Day shift. Day check shift out again. day shift. That was the number one. We were we never got to <laughs> day shift. Yeah, we Friday should have thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth two. Friday thirteenth video and day shift. <laughs> okay, those are the top two. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, and uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Later. Right, bye. Okay. Bye bye.